Sarah, thank you so much for being on here. As we were just chatting before we got started here. Um, early starts of the day. I'm excited for it. Couldn't Me think too. of a better way to get this day rolling, but with starting an interview with you. And I'm I'm, I'm really stoked on it. Oh, thank you, Jacob. That's very kind. Well, there's nothing that I'd like to do more at 1 p.m. There's there, there's got to be something. Maybe nah, this some is lunch it. or something. No, I already had the lunch. So that was a peak. And now up I go again. I think it's. Well, I mean, but we'll see. We'll we'll see if we really <laughs> go mean, downhill yeah. from here. So good, right? <laughs> Possible. Um, and as we were chatting before, um, about coffee and and, and all this stuff, morning rituals and, and what have you, because where I'm at five a.m. right now, so I'm ready to to rock. This is this is the peak time, as we were just saying. This is my golden hour. Sure. Between five and six, yeah. That's it. It's when mm-hmm. you're getting everything done. Right. I mean, I'm to bed at, at six. So everybody knows that. So yeah, exactly. Early to bed, early to rise. Bingo. Do you usually wake up early? Are you an early riser? Historically, no. Um, but recently, I've become more accustomed to waking up a little bit earlier, um, just because I like to try and now get some exercise in. I've been I got back into my exercise over when I was in Australia. Like I've always been pretty good with exercising and like moving and stuff, but like I just really ramped it up when I was back home. And then I've taken that back to the UK. And cause yeah, we've been, we've been rehearsing almost every day since I got back. And, you know, like once you're kind of done with a rehearsal, like, it's kind of hard to get push yourself to go to the gym or go swimming or something so yeah before rehearsals I've been trying to do so that means me getting up a little earlier not always though but it's just part of the practicing you're just practicing for yourself as well yeah exactly that exactly that but I like it there's like a certain psychological buzz you get from waking up early and like doing stuff early I think like if I wake up at like midday or something like that's that's never felt good for me I'm not saying I haven't done it plenty of times but you know what I mean you kind of just feel like oh god what am I doing yeah 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 I've I've been there you go oh man it's uh it's noon now I'm waking up now yeah yeah exactly does it I don't know you just feel you just feel like you've lost daylight day part of your day you have right 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 yeah it's true but then you're you're a night owl at that point and that that's a, that's just a whole nother state of being. I don't think I'm that much of a night owl though, you see? Like I think like midnight I'm happy to go to bed, even earlier. Like I've been pumped, I mean, gosh, with the jet lag, I've been I I was going to bed at like 9 p.m., 9 30. It was great. I loved it. But yeah, it yeah. does cut down, does cut down the nighttime. Yeah. Which also sucks. You know, you but you got yeah. you, you gotta take the good with the bad. Exactly. It has its merits. Right. right, right, right. So you, so you went back home, and home is Australia, correct? That's correct. Wow. Right. What, what part of uh, Australia? I well, I'm I'm originally from Perth, which is on the west coast, but my family, probably for the last twenty years or so, has been living in um, Melbourne. So I fly to Melbourne, um, and then yeah, just hung out in Melbourne. Went to South Australia for a bit because my boyfriend lives, um, 
His family lives in South Australia. He lives here. Went um, to meet the meet the parents, right? That's that's always I've, nice. I've met them many a time. We've been going right. out for like fourteen years, so that meeting them again many a times. <laughs> yeah, they've seen me a lot. Um, but yeah, they, it was great. They know you. Nice. They know you're around there. You're yeah, you're local. Yeah, they've seen my face before. They're like, oh, Sarah. Yeah, great. Good to see you. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I love I love being in Australia. It's just it's nice to disconnect a little bit. Yeah, it's it's always important to to detach yourself a little bit from whatever you're doing. At I think so. At a certain I, point. Yeah, like kind of step out of it. We had such a crazy, we had a really really crazy year last year, like in a great way, obviously. Um, but like by the end of the year, I like I was like pretty depleted with energy. So it was nice to just go home and be taken care of for a little bit. Sure. That's always nice. Yeah, it is. Now, what drew you out to England? What was what uh, what made you want to do that? I came here to pursue music. It was solely just because of that. Um, I finished my university. I have a degree in biomedical science. So Very I did nice. that. Yeah, pretty good one to have. Um, but to be honest with you, I never much saw myself becoming like a scientist. Like I'm just interested in science. I think it's cool. Um, I can't say I was all that competent in lab work, probably because of my age as well at the time. But man, like, I don't know if anyone would want me, you know coming up with cures for stuff I'd probably put the wrong thing in the wrong thing or something but <laughs> from, from like uh, yeah so I mean so I was just doing that for a while but I'd always wanted to come here um I don't I it's just something I just always had this in my mind I mean for me it's you know for the type of music that I like to do you know the U.S. is always you know, you always think like, oh, should I pursue music in the US because there's such a big market there and there's an amazing music scene in the US, but obviously like I don't have any type of green card or visa, you know, it's, it's difficult. So my father was born in Scotland, so I had the means to come and live and work and stuff in the UK. Um, so I, I, did, I did that solely to um, pursue music. So I came here after I'd finished my university degree and then went to a music school in Hackney because, um, yeah, I just was like, well, maybe this is a good way to meet some people because I didn't know anybody here. Um, and now here I am still here doing the music. And you know a bit more people now? A couple more, yeah, a couple more faces. Just, just, a, just, just a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a couple of connections. It was good. That's all you need. It's just a couple. Just a couple. Well, hey, just you don't need quantity. You need quality connections. That's it. That's true. That's a true point. Right there. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, deny that. That's true. So I'm with you. We're we're on the same page, Sarah. Mm. Um. Did so. So you you came to the UK to to do music. Was it was it with the intent of creating a a, a new band or? 
just to just to see what the scenes had to offer I don't know at the time to be honest I don't think I really knew at the time I was like because I came and my main instrument is drums really like so I came here as a drummer being like well that's gonna be my bread and butter um so whether that was you know sessioning for people or touring with another artist or forming my own band I didn't actually really know at the time I, I wasn't I wasn't I wouldn't call myself like a songwriter or anything at the time like I sort of knew a little bit of guitar but mostly what I was studying at the school was drums so I think at that time I was just looking for bands to join and maybe looking for artists to drum for I don't know I was kind of just putting a lot of things out there and seeing um and you know just saw what stuck really um and then by the end of my time at the music school I actually well I started to then become a teacher at the music school which was pretty great for me <laughs> student becomes the teacher yeah exactly that. exactly Classic. that no, the the owner of the the school was really really kind to me and he, he gave me my first job teaching drums um you know which was a real boost because it's pretty I don't know like anything creative or stuff like that it can be really hard to get your foot in the door especially when like me I was so inexperienced with life and I was like I don't know how to get a job what do I do how do I write a CV what do I put on the CV you know like I, I had none of these I didn't have I don't think actually it's I mean I was, speaking to you now about it, it's like I don't think I actually had really very much life skills at the time I was like I don't know I'd come out of university everything was like you know I, I was living on like a campus and my meals were provided for me and then after that I was living at my parents house you know I didn't I didn't have a lot of you know I didn't have a lot of know-how with life so through at least the school I was able to be like right well teaching is a really good avenue for me to support myself while I figure out what I'm gonna do right you and, know and you figure music. it out yeah you, yeah, you figure exactly. it out you're on an adventure you said exactly that exactly that and I just I gotta go as, a, as I went but um no it, it turned out really well because then in, in my time at the music school I met a girl called Leah Emery who I'm still friends with one and of the couple that you've that you've you've yeah, eventually yeah exactly exactly harnessed. exactly that the couple I the couple that I've managed to scoop up over the years but um I met her and she she's she's actually from she's Josie's best mate mm. so Josie plays bass she's from the same town Moshe fan thing. fan favorite of the podcast gotta, oh, gotta tell you so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Best. Love it. go check out her interview if you haven't after this do one. so do mm -hmm. so she's very charming she is and her <laughs> boyfriend as well oh mr noon garden oh god that man love him actually just, makes me emotional because just yeah it just doesn't get better than charles love one of the man. sweetest guys go check that one out as well also yes charles on. yeah oh there is just we're going to segue into Charles for a second, but there is just so much goodness in that man. And he's so talented. Like he just, the other week we shot um, a video, like we shot a music video 
not even kidding. We used iPhones because it was like meant to be this can. It's called tequila. And like we put it on like a tequila bottle. So like the, the phone would like film us taking shots and like we filmed it. And then we just gave it to him and he just edited it. Bang, 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 bang. Boom. Music video. Done. Charles. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. I mean, let's oh, just, let's just be. be honest here. Yeah. 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 He's the best. Anyway, sorry. I digress. Love you, Charles. Love no. you, Joseph. Love Amazing. you, Charles. He's um, great. Anyway, guy. so I met I met Leah, and then she was like, "Oh, I'm studying." I think she was studying like sound engineering or something. And then, yeah, she asked me to drum on some demos for her. And turns out she was a pretty damn good songwriter. Not sorry, what is a very, 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 very good songwriter? And yeah, those demos ended up getting picked up by a record label and then um yeah we that was like my first sort of step into the world of like you know what does it mean to be on a label what's a publishing deal what does it mean to go on a tour um you know recording which I love love recording um that was like my first kind of segue into that whole world so it worked out pretty well, actually. That school was good. I would say so. Yeah. 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 And now here I am. Um, now even before that, you were you were in a couple of bands playing drums as well, right? You you had a little taste of that before getting into like the the quote unquote like normality of real side of it without labels and whatnot. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, my first one was in high school. But we were, I mean, we were doing covers. Um, I think we did like, we played at my schools. Like we had this like little school festival and me, um, me and some of the, we had like, yeah, one of the girls from my class was just playing bass. Another girl was singing. And then we had two guys from our, um, our like brother's school because I went to an all girls school. Um, but two of friends of ours from like our brother's school, we came, yeah, we like got together and, yeah played a gig but I did some stuff in university as well but and then like yeah I was with an, a few other bands as well um in in London before yeah I did the whole kid wave thing I played in a band called Dead Wolf Club we actually did a little bit of recording with that but that wasn't like I wouldn't say that was like on the the same scale as um as like kid wave um because I wasn't we didn't I wasn't together with them for as long um but yeah still it's all good experience I think sure. you can always learn something and take something out of every, anything that's that's a true statement right there again I cannot yeah. I cannot argue this Sarah absolutely and people from Alwyn and Martha still friends with them as well they're great I, I again some of the some yeah. of the couple of people a Just... couple of picks <laughs> yeah and throughout these these uh, projects that you just mentioned, you were only playing drums in, in those bands? Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think I may have, like, recorded acoustic guitar for, like, one Kid Wave song that we, like, it was, like, a cover song we did, and I was like, I want to play acoustic guitar, let me do it. And then I think Lee was like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, by no means I was... Yeah, I would I would have definitely considered myself quite a basic guitarist if anything at the time. I would I would probably st had started to write some music. Um 
but yeah, nothing like what what I'm doing now with Los Bichos, I don't think. So when when did uh, guitar become more prominent within your life? Was it right around that time? I think I'd say actually as as Kid Wave was maybe wrapping up. So the band that, yeah, I'd been like, we were together for maybe like what, four years, five years maybe, something like that. And then um, the singer moved moved to the States and then we, um, for a little while, to pursue her songwriting. And then, you know, like at that time, then I was like, okay, well, that project's kind of wrapping up. I don't have much else to do. Like I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't playing with, um drums with really many other bands I you know I was kind of maybe dabbling with some some friends projects um a friend of mine Andy does a project called Purs um which I ended up playing drums for on his on his um album which is pretty cool but um I, I don't know I think it was around that time where I was like I'm gonna just try writing some songs and see what might happen with that um so I just yeah stuck my head down and learned Ableton and um, got some, I don't know, just got help from friends and some producers that I knew at the time just who would help me out with, um, you know, figuring out how to actually work Ableton and how to, like, record a guitar onto Ableton and, like, how maybe to use, like, you know, what does a compressor do? Why does this guitar sound terrible? Maybe you should EQ it. (laughs) <laughs> right and i still don't think anybody knows what a compressor does i mean if you if you know please comment it below because we're still Absolutely. We're i'm sure we'll get someone who has the webster's dictionary definition down there <laughs> Char- charles would know that i'm just saying charles of course off, he would off, off, off but the he top. in a loving uh, in a lovely kind non-condescending <laughs> um but anyway started writing um just I, I it wasn't necessarily solo stuff uh well like it wasn't Los Bichos stuff it was it was more kind of solo stuff for me um that I was writing at the time so but eventually I just started doing like this instrumental music as a bit of fun because I I don't know not really comfortable writing lyrics for whatever reason just you know when you hear someone sing something and you're like yeah like, that's good. Or like, you know, when they say something and even if you were to sing it back, you're like, this is good. But then sometimes if you're, I don't know, lyrics can be a bit funny. I've just never been too comfortable writing them. I don't think I'm, I don't think that's a skill I necessarily hold. Um, so I kind of shied away from that after a while and then just kept on with the instrumental stuff, which I much more enjoyed. And I thought I had more, of, I had more knack with doing that do you feel like you'll eventually get to the point that you will want to pen some lyrics to some songs i don't know only time i don't know it's nothing it's nothing that's like i can't say it's you know something it's nothing that's like burning inside of me to do i'm so happy writing instrumental music if so I'm, i'm not I'm not saying like I I, I wouldn't want to write the instrumentation and then have someone else come in and sing over it and do their lyrics over it. 
I'd always welcome that. But for me, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I suppose never say never, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Who knows? I think for me, it's just like, I like, I like the instrumentation. That's, that's where my heart lies at the moment. Maybe Mm. next time I talk to you, I'll be like, oh, I've written all these lyrical songs. And it's like. The next time you come on, brand new album. Recording an album. (laughs) Really looking forward to that one. Yeah. yeah, me too. Can't wait. <laughs> um, what is another instrument that you would like to learn how to play besides drums and guitar? What would be like the third option? You'd be like, oh yeah, that'd be cool to to grasp that to the ability of where you are on the guitar now. Like that's that's that that's where you would reach with this third. I reckon instrument. it could be interesting to try like brass. I, or wind instruments I have no ability for that like I can't I can't even make a sound I don't know how people play like I I mean I understand how they're doing it but I'm my hat goes off to people who can play or excel at playing like trumpet saxophone tuba I went to me and my boyfriend went to this after party of Kamazi. It was like a small show of Kamazi Washington. If you're familiar with his music. I am he's not, like, but good. Check him out. He's amazing. And right. he's a, you know, he's a predominantly a jazz musician. Um, but he's, I think he's done collaborations with the Thundercat and a few other people. Um, but we went to this after party after show and he was just performing he just performed at the roundhouse which is a really really large um venue and then he's come to this really small club and they played for a few hours and there was this guy like you know the rest of the musicians were kind of you know they were playing but they were sort of coming in and out taking breaks there was a guy there on tuba I mean we left after like we left early after like two hours and the guy was just tubering the whole time, like, like, wasn't even like having a glass of water, like nothing. <laughs> it was just smashing this chair. I was like, how, like, what are that guy's lips like? Like, what's going on? So I would pick one of those. But if I could be more realistic, I'd like to be like, I'd like to be better at playing piano. Okay. Be pretty so good. piano, tuba. And a lot more singing on this next album. I'm really looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it's just gonna be that. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good melding of, of different ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very experimental. <laughs> so going back to this, to to using Ableton in in all these different um ideas that that you were kind of floating out there, how did it eventually become Los Bichos? I mean, was it was it through the kind of the process I'm assuming that you were talking about before of having these songs turn into just instrumental pieces and then it just kind of branched out from there? Yeah. I mean, there was this one song that I'd written years ago. It was called, it's, you maybe now know it um, as The Link Is About To Die which is on our, I think it's, yeah, well, not I think. It's very much on our first album that we released, not last year. It's emphatically on there. 
we're gonna we're gonna check that out we're gonna fix it in post if that is uh incorrect well yeah we're gonna fact check that but yeah, please absolutely. go ahead absolutely do fact check that everyone please um it should still be on there on all the new pressings anyway um yeah, revised anyway, it's that, <laughs> that song used to have um lyrics to it and I think at the time I didn't know anything from anything. So I was like, I just put it out and I don't think it really did anything at the time. I just put it out on, it's probably still on YouTube to be honest with you. Um, and then like, I don't know, like I just had these, these little track ideas and I was like, I don't know if it was just me being a bit lofty, but I was like, I don't know, like these are good, but it, I'm like, maybe it's just the sound of my voice that's putting everyone off, which I mean, not the first time I would have heard that, but. That's, you know, come like, on now, come <laughs> on, Sarah. You're not fooling anybody. Everybody wants to hear those those pipes. But I, I mean, you want teasing this new album, like, okay, we, we get it. You're creating <laughs> buzz. the piano. <laughs> But I don't know, it was just, some, I was just like, well, look, it's just, it hasn't worked. Something's just not hit when I've just put it out. You know, and of course, like, what was I expecting to become like a Justin Bieber overnight or something? Like, I don't know what I was expecting at the time, but I I'd, I'd ha I had these tracks and I was like, you know what? It just might be fun to just rework them and just put like a sort of guitar shred over it as much as I can. and. At the time as well, like I started to listen to Cumbia. There's this instrumental album, which is purely instrumental, called The Roots of Chicha. And it features a lot of Peruvian Cumbia. And I think that that album itself really inspired the process of the well the of me writing instrument instrumental music because I was like of course music can be instrumental I hear it all the time I hear it in movies I you know like like for instance you know like the home alone like dun, 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 like or in video games I love video games I love video game music like some of my favorite pieces of all time are in video games and I was like well of course that this is like instrumental music totally works. So I was like, why, why, why don't, why don't I try something like this? You know, I'd never done it before. I'd never done much with it. And then over like that time, like, you know, I then I met Agostina who was keen to join into like what I was doing. I mean, at the time, you know, in the really early days, there was no band. It was just like an idea, like an entity of Los Bichos. And then um, I think it was, it wasn't really until we played our first gig, I think that I was like, wow, people might actually like to see this. Because <laughs> you don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I just, it was, I don't know. What can I tell you? It was just something I tried just something i tried and it happened to resonate with yeah. people which is great did you um with i mean that, would, that that must have been like a really a real turning point to like find where you wanted the sound and the feeling to be through certainly. discovering that that record certainly certainly absolutely i mean i think 
I think that particular record opened me up into like a whole new realm of songwriting and just even realizing like what I liked in music what do I want to hear I mean I of course I I love listening to people's voices and see how they can express themselves through that and I think that's incredible do that um, of the tuba you know whatever exactly. it is or whatever the medium <laughs> through whichever is. medium you choose of course but I love the instrumental parts of those songs as well like I think god what was my earliest memory of this do you know do you remember okay you must know what I'm talking about that solo in November rain November rain oh in uh, that that comes in roses oh yeah so you know when like you know the it's that it's that build up like at the at the very end and then slash climbs up on axel rose's piano and he's like and i just i think like i must have been like i don't know five like a child and i just remember being like yeah this is good. Like, this is great. Like, obviously the, the the rest of November Rain is great, but that, that slaps, like that instrumentation at the very end of that was just unreal. So it's always resonated, I guess, but I think it was, yeah, it wasn't until that moment of like, wow, there's a whole album of instrumentals and like people have listened to it. It wasn't until, yeah, I kind of got my head around that until that it was when I started yeah to actually like write instrumental music very interesting now I gotta I gotta go back a little bit here um to what you were saying before that when you met Augustine and you met Josephine and I've had the pleasure of having both them on the podcast and go check those episodes out if you haven't after this one uh, and I got their perspective of joining the band, but I wanted to ask you your perspective of them joining the band and bringing Nick into the fold as well. Was that a, it seems like a very organic kind of thing that just sort of happened and it happened at the right time with the right people. Yeah. Well, Agustina's one always cracks me up because she just asked. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I guess just, just knowing her and knowing the type of amazing person that she is. I just, I, I think that's one thing I really admire about her. She always puts herself out there and she couldn't play anything. Like she, her CV was empty <laughs> when she came into the band. But she was willing uh, to learn. That she was. Important. She'd come to my house. Well, first of all, I was like, well, what can you play? She was like, nothing. I, I kind of used to like sing in a punk band back in um, Uruguay, she was like, well, this is an instrumental band, so something else. I was like, how about guitar? Like, could you learn that? And she was like, yeah, sure. So she'd come to my house every week or a few times a week to learn. So we'd like have little lessons together. I mean, I did, I wouldn't say I'm like the world's greatest piano piano teacher but like I, I could you know I was like teaching her the basics and stuff and yeah she learned the keyboard um so she just think I think I mean from her account I think it's just something she's always wanted to do and she was just willing willing to try willing to put herself out there which I really really 
in hindsight. I think that's really, really cool. It's, I really, really respect her for that because that's not easy. Um, it's not an easy thing to learn an instrument. It's not an easy thing to then freshly play that instrument in front of people. Like none of that stuff is easy. It's not easy to be in a band, but um, she's really, really over the years, she's just really, really honed in her skills and it's been really, really cool to see her develop in the band and just to see all the stuff that she does. Um, but she, yeah, at the time she just asked. She was like, I want to do it. And I was like, all right. You're in. <laughs> You've got the job. Congratulations. Strict vetting process for this van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You gotta but, ask. Yeah, it's true. You don't ask, you don't get it. It's um, true. But yeah, I mean, before Josie and Nick joined, we were we were predominantly actually getting some of our friends to mostly fill in on like bass and drums and extra guitar and stuff. Um, but that wasn't really an issue because at the time we didn't have that many gigs anyway. Like it's not like it is now where we have quite a rigorous touring schedule. Like this is in really early days of the band. Like we didn't have a booking agent, didn't have a manager, didn't have, in, you know, we didn't have anything, you know, we'd take the bus to a gig um, and I'm not talking about like, you know, just like a London bus, like we'd take like a coach out of town <laughs> in like winter to like go play a gig for like 15 people and then come back on that same coach being like, <laughs> That's what true musician. <laughs> Tough though. There it is. Oh my God. <laughs> you went through stuff to get this done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Went but, through the uh, weather. Oh, man. You oh, Honestly, what a whereabouts are you right now? Southern California, so it doesn't oh, get that. Oh, there you go. You've got no idea on how. No, <laughs> you no, don't no, know no, cold no. cold, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not me. But I nah. heard. I I I got a, a nice app on my phone that tells me what's going on. Okay. Where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we do it pretty rough here in the UK, especially in winter. It's nice and sure. Um, but and, anyway, and what what, uh, what what year are we talking about around here? Like the, these are two thousand and seventeen, I reckon. Would have been two thousand and seventeen, and then I think two thousand and eighteen rolled around, and then I think we were starting to get more offers for shows around that time anyway or at least yeah like there was just more stuff was happening and then I think we were coming to a stage of like we really need to start uh, having some permanent members because it was just getting a bit stressful to be honest with you trying to like be like right we've got a gig booked here who can play drums <laughs> Who can learn the songs, you know, because we'd, you know, not everyone's always going to be available. So you might have to then re-rehearse again with some different people and, you know, whatnot. And I think, yeah, we just wanted a, we just wanted a more permanent lineup. Um, and I'd known Josie for so many years by that time. And it just had so happened um, that she had left her band. Um, 
and was bandless at the time. And then as soon as that happened, I made sure to scoop her up because she not only is a really, really lovely person, but she is a wicked bass player. She's just so good. Her And I just, yeah, I think one of my favourite things about Josie is like she just is so in the pocket. She's not overtly fancy, which a lot of bass players can be. You know, like just... Right, not not super flashy, but... It, but it's still it's i mean i'll i'll tell you i mean i've i've tried I was like, oh let me let me see what she's doing it's it's uh i i can't grasp it but yeah it's definitely like it's not but it's not too flashy like you're saying it's no, not, it's, it's it's not just too out in there. the pocket which is exactly where she in my opinion where bass players need to be if you could just you know do that while also killing it with ridiculously fantastic melodic bass lines, then yeah, you've got the job. And that's exactly what Josie has. Um, just, yeah, really good ideas, really tasteful playing. Um, and Tasty yeah, licks for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, and we were really lucky that she said yes. And then, so that was okay. But then we were like, God, finding a drummer is going to be murder because it's hard to find a good drummer it just is drums are hard sure did you did and, you ever contemplate um doing the drums and finding another guitarist or were you already no actually fixated? i'd love to play drums as well <laughs> like if i would if i if i could i would but i can't mm-hmm. physically do that I'm, well not yet anyway um we'll see we'll for the online next yeah next album. we'll see if i'm able to <laughs> i don't know i don't i, don't, I mean I'd love to play drums for Vichos, but I just because like I write if the way that the guitar is like me trying to teach that to someone um, and also, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I, the guitar is just what I've written and it's the voice and I just, I don't know. I just couldn't sort of get my head around trying to teach that to someone else be very difficult um so i think yeah it was just best that we found like a really 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 good drummer um to fill that spot otherwise yeah like because by that point i would have been playing the lead for like about two years or something so you know then just kind of switching the whole band around didn't make much sense for me so i think i just kept on at the the lead and we were like no let's 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 get someone you know who who's playing drums and then we just found nick via facebook we just put out a status and we were like anyone and then i think she was the only one i clicked on and i was like this one <laughs> and i just met her and she was really lovely she bought me some gingerbread i mean what a way to, to get into a band right there Dude, you're all, in <laughs> all the aspiring musicians that listen to this buy Take some note. gingerbread some gingerbread or maybe a little cupcake that's always nice i enjoy little cupcakes or something you don't have to bring me anything but it was a nice gesture but i mean um, do do though i mean you don't want to come yeah, empty handed to anything yeah, a little chocolate or something that's sure, nice. sure sure absolutely hershey's or something you gotta bring something to the hershey's. table not I'm hershey's very, very sorry us but i can't do the hershey's what's who who makes the best chocolate? Is it Belgium? Is it um, 
England. Like what country? What? Well, yeah. Belgian because... chocolates. We could Swiss. Oh, Swiss chocolate yes. out of mm-hmm. control. UK is doing some pretty okay chocolate, <laughs> but I'm finding like the Hershey's has some sort of other taste that I can't get on with. Okay. All right. Yeah. Must be the sugar content. Funny that you mentioned that because that, that kind of leads us into our ad. Uh, Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> Thanks for talking shit on them. Sort it out. Sort it out. We'll leave it in. Uh, <laughs> we do not agree with the, the reflection shown about Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> no, there's there's better chocolates out there. I'll, I'll be honest. He, uh, Hershey's not my not my favorite. What's your favorite one? I would say Heath. Heath bar, which okay. is yeah, the the toffee one. Yeah. Can you get that in like like not like do I have to go to like a shop like a specific shop or can I just grab it from like a gas station or something? The, you can definitely grab it from a gas station. I don't know anybody yeah. else who's grabbing those from the gas oh, station. Oh, okay. So. Just you. Yeah. I mean, but that's on a rare occasion. So okay. that's not like a well, normal thing. I'm heading to the US in April. So I'll uh So you'll be grabbing one. one. Yeah. You're yeah, like, oh, sure. This is shit. And then you're gonna throw it away. Probably like, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. you know what though? So I listen to a podcast about chocolate, because I love that. I'm so glad and... that you're bringing up another podcast on a podcast, Sarah. This yeah, girl, absolutely. Please. Don't worry, we're not gonna mention the name. <laughs> no, Drop the like name. A... Do it. <laughs> Do it like we'll bleep it. Podcasting. It's really good. But they're saying that, and I, I'm pretty sure it's like it would, yeah, it would affect the US. Every country has its own rules about how much cocoa and sugar, etc., is allowed in chocolates. And I'm telling you, the what's the is it the F, F- the food FDA in, FDA yes, man, I reckon they're allowing like ten times the amount of sugar that like the uk and like rest of the world is like i ate a snickers last year in the u.s couldn't finish the snickers had to like palm the rest off wasteful. my boyfriend that's I was wasteful like, i can't eat this snickers it's too sugary you're wasting food in the u.s no I, I wasn't. very I'm, nice I'm, I'm telling you he, he ate it sure but also i did mention it was quite sugary not enough cocoa yeah look I don't know who I got to speak to about these issues, Sarah. I will try to get on the horn. Um, I you can't, can. Yeah, Call I, the FDA and be like, oi, got some feedback for you. Yeah. Well, I think I think they blocked my number from the last couple of times. Yeah. I, got, I got drunk and prank called them a couple of times. Again, <laughs> FDA, I apologize. It's just, it's it was just me. D- the US does horn. a lot of other fantastic foods, though. It was just the chocolate I had a um a slight issue with what was your favorite that you that you had oh i just i love the barbecue so more of like when you're in texas yeah yeah love Mm. that love the barbecue love the fried chicken i even love like the little fancy restaurants like the the actual like culinary talents of people um the arby's in the u.s the arby's hey respect love those um i don't know us 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 is great uh for food just 
not so much the chocolate. Overall, better food than England oh. or England better than America on the food? Ooh. I don't think I'd actually say which one's better. I'd say both have their merits. And it depends like and it depends what you like as well. But I think UK is doing excellent food. It's had a bit of a bad reputation. It has. It has. I'll, I'll be but, honest. On this absolutely. on this side of the of the world, people people do talk mad shit. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. I remember on an episode of The Sopranos, even Tony Soprano wrote off. How many how many times are we just gonna plug other people's stuff? You don't watch <laughs> listen, don't HBO. watch don't watch HBO, don't watch the Sopranos, don't listen to these other podcasts. It's just the vineyard. Just do this one. Well, you don't need to um you don't need to see the Sopranos now because you just had that, and that's all you need to know about that show. There you go. Some some gabagool. <laughs> yeah. Um have been watching the wire lately. Love the wire very slow i'm i'm I'm, I'm still watching it i'm on season two everything's fucked i don't know yeah i mean it's not gonna get much better can right. tell you that much there's not gonna be yeah there's no solace there's no like times where you're like oh that was a fun episode but it's just very good okay all right yeah oh, i'm i'm happy for you that's a that's a good shout I'll keep on pushing on that because I, I remember hearing about people like, oh, it's so good. The wire, the wire, the wire. And now I'm watching. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm you're like, like, damn, that is good. I would say it kind of feels like law and order. Oh, that's, that's what oh, it feels okay. like. Me. Okay. I don't mind a little bit of law and order now and then. Didn't the guy just the main, one of the main dudes from that just passed away the other week, right? Richard Belzer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, rest in peace. Yeah, comedian Richard yeah. Belzer. Yeah, that's a big loss to the Law and Order community. He was on that for like the whole time. Sure. Yeah. That man is Law and Order. That's it. But I, I always think of that other guy. What's his name? Christopher Maloney. I think is his name. The dude is kind of like the shaved head. He always wears a tie. I'd I have know. to look him up. And I, I might have the name wrong, and I apologize if I do, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always think of, Chris of him. Maloney. Okay, cool. All right. Got got the name right. I always think of him when I think of Long. Oh, Island. actually, no, this isn't the right. This is, I'm getting like a British singer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man Let's of many just hats. Say you're wrong. Well done. That's there it. It's me. That was fact checked. <laughs> uh. Um, Sarah, now going back to music, I know that we strayed away because of your slanderous views of chocolate in the U.S. Yeah, the chocolate thing. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can leave a comment below, Sarah. We'll, we'll read them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we'll, we'll actually put her phone number out uh, right now. So if you yep. want to give, <laughs> give her a ring and <laughs> chat with her about. Love to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. about how Hershey PA because it's in Pennsylvania I believe Hershey Pennsylvania okay so yeah a lot a lot of fans over there central okay. Pennsylvania Harrisburg that kind of well, hello yeah I, I love the fans just mm -hmm. yeah just not the chocolate we get it it's fine <laughs> um what was the first time jamming with Nick Josephine and Augustine like for you 
was that like did you feel in that moment that oh shit we we really do have something here i wouldn't say if i'm honest i can't remember many rehearsals i remember the gigs though because i mean me and agustina had played together for a little bit before that formation and I'd be lying to you if I said I was like oh I remember like this rehearsal and I was like yeah this came together but for me when I really feel that it comes together is like when when we've been on stage together and you get that feeling you just get that feeling you know like you're sort of doing your thing and like you look around and you know you see all the girls doing their bit and we're having a really good time and you know it's even over the years like the crowds and stuff have grown and I think those are the moments that I can tell that we have something really special or where I've felt that anyway I don't know what they're feeling but it's just to even just to look over and just to see everyone doing their thing I think those moments and there's been so many of those moments particularly last year um, even the year before once we were allowed to hit the ground running again those moments of just us being together on stage those are what I remember and yeah that I don't know it's I, I don't think it's something I can describe easily with words but you know it's like when you know you know I think you know right. when something feels right don't need to you know it's like you can't even necessarily explain it sure but I think just the way that we are with each other on stage and off stage it's just it's it's special yeah I've, I've mentioned this before um I did catch you guys in LA don't remember the I think the last time you guys played the Moroccan and lounge the Moroccan lounge exactly I was there Where you for that there? Sure. Yeah, I was there. I bought a shirt. I supported. Yeah. Did you come in? You must. Okay, I'm gonna just put a little disclaimer on that. Our publisher, Scott, he bought us this. These the, you have these like fancy bottles of tequila mm -hmm. in the US, and they have like a little bell on the top. Don't know if Josie showed it to you in her podcast. Anyway. We were smashing that bottle. We were like drinking all these other tequilas. I was like smashing beers. Like we were just, we were pretty drunk at that show, but like in a great way, you know, like we were having such a good time. Right. Um, and so from, I must have met you at because I was, or my boyfriend did because he was selling merch. Definitely, definitely did meet him. Yeah. Through like the little um, side thing. Yeah. And I was, yeah. yeah. I was. Are you I, I come definitely. To our next one, Jacob. I actually sure am. Uh, in San Diego on April something. I don't have the the date in front of me, but uh, and if there is still tickets, go. We got the we got the research. Can we can we pull that up? Sarah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. San Diego, April April fourteenth. I was right. Definitely go and buy tickets for that because that's gonna be a special yes. one. Going back to my original statement of seeing you guys there at the Moroccan Lounge, I really felt like you were saying uh, from an audience perspective that you guys were all on the same wavelength and having a good time. And there was it was just all fun. 
and it was fun to be in the audience and everybody was you yeah. know, dancing yeah that's just what it is I mean you know you're always going to have ups and downs when you're traveling with people or you know personal ups and downs group ups and downs you're tired you're this you're that I don't know all this stuff can happen when you're traveling together and you're working together and all of that but god there have been so many times where I've just felt horrendous before showtime like whether it's emotionally physically both of those things and then as soon as I go on stage whatever was happening or whatever I felt just melts away you know and it's it's yeah you just know I just know that the girls are there to support me we support each other something's happening well you know we'll lift each other up or we'll talk about it and I think yeah that just having that having that support relentless support I think makes such a difference and yeah it's nice that that can be conveyed yeah because it is we just have such a good time playing the show and doing what we do selling merch afterwards like the whole thing it's like yeah yeah it's great what can I say that's awesome now when you know your your worries and whatever else anxiety or stress or whatever it may be whatever emotion is it kind of just washes away like you said when you when you get on stage what is going through your mind um when you when you are on stage playing these songs me I'm thinking about the song and I'm thinking about what I'm playing and uh, for me it's like once my I know this with myself because I'm catching myself doing it now once I start to be like oh what was that email that I wrote Blank. you know or what was this that I said I, like I lose it so for me I am constant I'm working anyway on my concentration my concentration is not great at the best of times so for me I'm thinking about where I am in the song, guitar stuff, everything. I'm just trying to engross myself in the moment. That's me. So you're just so disconnected from whatever's going on on stage. You just, you're not even paying attention, basically. That's what you're telling me. You're, you're <laughs> half there. Got it. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> Each their own. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever you got to focus on to get through it. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I mean, it's nice. It's nice. I think we do like to joke around on stage as well, which is pretty cool. I like that. Like, I don't, I never feel like anxious or nervous, especially when playing with the girls, because it's just like, you know, even if it's like a little technical something goes wrong, you know, it's easy to laugh it off or to laugh about something. I don't know. It's just, it's like nothing else matters. It's like, it, I feel like it's a really nice protected space. It's like just playing at a party, really. It's like at a, playing at a friend's party. That's what I feel like. It's nice. Just playing at friend's parties. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes the parties are quite big. <laughs> it may be a little bit loud. It may be something yeah, just thrown yeah, out of exactly. the party. Yeah, exactly. And plus you sell merch at a party? Kind of crazy. Why not? <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. Um, 
what what drives you to continue to create music i think just the anticipation of what you can create next that, that shit was really funny. dramatic i'll tell you that sarah yeah it was a long pause and i was like oh <laughs> boy who i like well i think i think so it's just i mean I think music is just such a joy. It can it can lift you up. It can take you to places that, you know, you might want to go, you didn't think you could go. And I think it's the it's the mystery and what you can create next that I think drives me. And what what might you even use that music for? You know, will it be for a band situation? Will it be for you know, a body of work for like an orchestra? Will it be for a video game? Will it be for a film? I don't know. It's like, I think that anticipation and that mystery is what drives me to keep creating. And, you know, I think even getting, getting inspired by other people's work and then just that um, being propelled by their work and being inspired by their work, I think is a really, really exciting place to be creatively. I love that. I love when you hear someone else's, like, I just love hearing like a, like someone else's bit of music and you're like, God, that is so good. And that just propels you to create your own. I think that's a really, I think that's really exciting as well. There's a lot, there's a lot of factors, but. And then, of course, the joy of then performing that music. I like that answer, Sarah. Yeah, and yeah. recording it, I do also enjoy. Right. That was it. That, I, I. I don't like that. I, I, everything <laughs> up until the recording. Could have kept was good. it at the last one night. Yeah. <laughs> Get. Um. When you recorded, let the festivities begin um how how what was going through your mind at at that time how how are you viewing it were you like this is it's fucking happening we're doing this this is crazy or yeah well i don't know at the time i think i was just going god i'm even trying now to think when we recorded that 2020 Possibly even end of 2019, we recorded some of that. That was a pr that was probably one of the crazy. It was a pretty crazy time in my life. Lots of things were happening. Lots of things were going on um, with me personally. Obviously, then we had a worldwide pandemic. It that was, was just that was the personal stuff. I get it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> don't know. It was just, I remember going, I don't know, like when you're going through it, you're kind of just being like, okay, this is what we're doing. I don't think in that time I was like, oh my God, this is like, ugh. it's like, for me, it's like I go through it and I'm living it and I do it. And then I reflect on it afterwards. But I think at the time it's like wicked you know, Alex Kapranos is willing to record with us. You know, he's willing to take these songs and work with us to produce an album. That's pretty damn cool. 
um, as a long-standing Franz Ferdinand fan as well, you know. Um, at the time, I think just trying to make the best body of work possible was what was going through my mind, I think. Um, but now being able to reflect on that time, yeah, it was nuts. Absolutely. Trying to finish that album off as well in in the pandemic when, you you know, there's all those rules of like you can be in the room with one other person but the window has to be 10 centimetres open or you can you can gather in a group but only outside and it's like, or, you know, you make plans to do it next week but then new lockdown laws come in like two days later and it's like, God, um, it was just crazy. But I think the way in which it worked out couldn't have been any better. I kind of like that answer. There's a little bit of there that I didn't like. Situational-wise. <laughs> Situational-wise. Well, yeah. Can't help but what can we do? That's how it was. That's how it was. Now, how was it for recording the newest release, the 7-inch, that was just released the other day? That we that... touched upon four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how you've circled back to it. Very good. Lot, yeah. Very professional. I like Thank that. you. I'm 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 learning the tricks of the trade. Anyways. Yeah. Um I think the fact that we had we were again in between like tours. So we had the smallest amount of time we had like a two-week window or something to pull it off um and yeah our, our, our label guy Severin hey Severin um he's yeah he's a man of he's a man of ideas and I think yeah his enthusiasm definitely helps to drive to to drive these ideas and put them into fruition he was like guys like next year King Gizzard what about like a seven inch? And we're like, mate, how are we going to do this? You know what I mean? It's like, we have no, to like when, when, when? But like, I think we just had this bit of drive and we just were like, right, let's get an email to our guy. We were, we usually record at this place in called 5DB Studios in, um, it's in West London with Javier Whaler. Um, he, he, he engineered the first album and he's been doing these um he did our christmas singles and he did yeah the last the, the singles right now as well um we love working with him and yeah he he just had some time and we just got together some production notes and we just went in and just recorded that in i think it was like 2 3 days um but i think yeah the fact that everyone's so prepared we've been playing those songs for ages as well so we just, in true Bitro style, no time to do anything, but we made the time and it did it yeah, perfectly. That's it style. worked out like beyond my wildest dreams. I think uh, just especially like tequila. I love it. I love hearing Agustina sing over that. Um, I just love how unhinged it is and trapdoor. Um, just to hear that actually like recorded all of us together because we had initially we released like a sort of more demo version of trapdoor years ago mm -hmm. on uh, a small label called um strong iron strong island recordings um who have been so lovely and so helpful in um 
to launch, you know, the band's career and stuff like that. Um, they're just a really, really lovely bunch of people based down in Portsmouth. But we, yeah, the the original one was just me. It was kind of more like a demo version, if you would, because I had just recorded it on um, Ableton. So there was that. And nobody version. knows what the fuck is going on there. Nah, God, right. no. I don't. Charles, I but that, that, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's about it. Um, but anyway, it was nice to hear it was just really nice to hear the version with all the girls on it. I think it doesn't get better than that for me. And I think especially like the drums sound so sick in that, in that recording. I just love them. It was great. What can I say? Um, with that little bit of drive, that little bit of push, you make the time and it's just, I don't know. With, for me, recording music and being able to release that music is just the best thing ever. I love that process. Um, that's where I, that's, I don't know. I love being in a, I just love being in like a studio environment and just hearing how a song can develop. Um, that's really exciting. And then like editing it and seeing where little things can pop in and pop out. Um, I think that's just, it's a really, it's a fun process for me. Do you feel more submerged and connected with the music your your music while you're in the studio or playing it live mm. both but in different ways because when we're live you can let it go a bit more wild you know you can maybe change something a little bit here you can play it a little bit faster you can extend some bits, you know, you can play with that recorded version a little bit more, um, which I think is really cool. And you can also, depending on the night where, and where you're playing, I think that song, you know, every song can sound different or you can play it a bit differently. Um, and also, yeah, you can really be in the moment and be connected to that song while playing it live. But in the studio, definitely, but you're, I'm thinking about the song in a different way because it's like, well, what does it sound like sonically? That cowbell being panned enough? Is that symbol annoying? You know, like you're connected to it definitely, but you're thinking about things in, in for me anyway, I think about it in more of a technical way. Um, and it's like, well, what what does this invoke in me? Does it make me anxious? Does it make me a little annoyed? Is it something I can live with? Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, two connections, but different. Now, have you, with kind of getting more loose uh, within playing these songs live and in, in, in the looseness of that also, of course, brings up different ideas and you go down different ways of finishing a song or playing a song. Mm. Has that kind of invoked like, oh, maybe I should have done this song like this because it sounds good? Or are you of like once the record's done it's done yeah you gotta let that go because sometimes for me it's like you can god there's just no point in ruminating on stuff you can sit there till the cows come home tweaking things there has to be a time when you put stuff down otherwise if you're working on it'll be like the, i'm gonna use guns and roses again and be like your chinese democracy that yeah. album that took like 10 years and then when it came out not that good i don't like guns and roses it's not for me 
Oh, fair enough. Well, there you go. I yeah, felt, Chinese I didn't, Democracy should have, should have, should have just never mind that album. Got it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't know why I'm on like such a Guns N' Roses thing today. I don't know what's going on with me with that. You were so enthusiastic um, when you brought it up before. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I don't like it or it's not my uh, thing. You don't have to like Guns N' Roses. I don't hold that against you. I only okay. like the '90s Guns N' Roses anyway. Anything, I mean, anything past that, I got no time for it. Um, She's just joking, Guns N' Roses. We still want to tour with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I'd say yes, absolutely. I love that era of music; it's wicked. Me and Agustin are actually going to go see Motley Crue. Speaking of like that era, sure, going to go see them hopefully in in Sheffield. I think. Um, yeah, we'd also love to tour with them, but we're not sure the music. Um, so what would connect? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, My mom saw Prince and Rolling Stones together. You think that that's the, you know, you got to gotta blend stuff sometimes. Sorry, when did she, what? Hey, Wicked. When she, yeah, when she was a, she was a teenager. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The thing is, though, I can see that kind of overlapping a little bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, a bit, a bit more, okay. but just, yeah. to, I was just giving an example. That was, the, that was the first one. Okay. All right. How about this? I saw Ziggy Marley. And Willie Nelson on the same day. I mean, those no. guys don't line up. How about that? Wait, but were they in like a festival set setting? It was setting? in a festival. Okay, there you go, though. I'm talking like, did you if go you to a Willie you Nelson concert and, you know, Ziggy Marley was opening up for Willie Nelson? That is happening for his like 50th, or not, sorry, not 50th, fucking like 90th birthday. He has a bunch of people playing. Like Snoop Dogg is going to fucking be there and shit. Love that. Yeah, love that. Love I, can, I can imagine those two have multiple connections to one another. If you get my drift, no, I don't. Why? Well, they, you know, they're musicians. Well, yeah, and you know the whole Dubois thing. Yeah, they, they smoke love... cigarettes. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sarah, are you surprised with the amount of? eyeballs and fans and success that you've garnered with this project over the past i mean what three years ish maybe maybe four years i'm gonna say yes and no i keep on lobbing you up just just a pitch and you keep on just hitting it out a yes (laughs) and a no please Elaborate. Well, you know what? The a part of me, of course, is just like, you know, you don't know how anything's gonna go. You don't know, you know, you you put a bit of music out there and you might think it's the best thing ever, but maybe no one else does. Or you can put a bit of music out there and you can be like, oh, this is not even that good. It's a bit bit of trash but I'll put it out anywhere and maybe it blows up you you don't know you know you just create your bit of art and then you just put it out there and whatever happens with it really then happens you know it doesn't it's not yours anymore so you for that it's like from that perspective of course it's it's really amazing to see how many people have resonated with the band have resonated with the music how it's 
you know, maybe introduced people to listening to more instrumental music um, compared to maybe beforehand. Um, I think that's really, 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 really cool. And it's it's so fantastic to see how that keeps evolving, um, you know, with every release we do or, you know, every tour we do. I think that's amazing. But then a part of me also when, especially when we were creating this, I did have a little sense of something. I did have a feeling that I was like, this isn't like, this isn't like other people's projects that I'm seeing at the time. You know, most, and this is me, I, I come from like an indie rock background. You know, most of those, most bands I see, of course, they'll, you'll have, you know, especially if it's like four girls, what's the format? Of course, you'll have someone on drums, bass, guitar, singing. But I did know that we had a little bit of a twist, which is the instrumental thing. So from that respect, I was like, well, this is a bit different. And this is something that makes us stand out compared to other bands. So in that respect, I think we we probably actually even got a little bit lucky with the timing of when we, we when we started Los Bichos, because there wasn't a lot of, you know, I don't think there were many other all girl instrumental bands based in the UK doing like a mix of psychedelic cumbia and Turkish music and rock so I did think part of me was like well at least you know that's good we've got an edge we've got like an angle so that might resonate with people a little bit more um so there you go there's my yes and no answer but again I mean I, you just don't you don't know you don't know if you do know if you if you are the person who knows please yeah in it below please again gonna have a lot of a lot of weird you're gonna have a really weird mix of comments below really looking forward to it yeah. it's it, it's yeah. it's usually pretty plain down down there in the comments but you know yeah. not sometimes... many people having fights on youtube on your mm. channel that's that's i'd say that's a good thing just bringing people together no but i'll i'll yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get a comment every once in a while i'll go whoa somebody commented on this just nice nice I go, whoa nice. all right very very <laughs> it, it just throws cool. me it throws me but um it's a nice little surprise yeah absolutely um sarah i really appreciate you sitting down with me and chatting it was an absolute pleasure a good way to start my morning and, and really thank you oh thank you jay well i appreciate you get sitting down and talking with, with me we're censoring that we're censoring that <laughs> i'm the one that's appreciative no, i appreciate you i appreciate you sarah thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much jake it was so nice to talk to you before we we cut you loose here we got some stuff to promote so los bichos music streaming everywhere wherever you get your music that's where you could find it um of course like the like we were talking about before the debut album let the festivities begin uh you can buy that online and it'll be linked below whatever you're listening to there'll be a nice um link to it i definitely suggest buying that very good album uh city slang right that's uh, correct okay city slang records.com will will have it and also that'll be linked below and um the new now please tell is it paw am i pronouncing that pa. Pa. yeah do it gotta have the hand pa 
this PAH exclamation point, then don't yeah. forget that. Yeah. Um, is the newest release um, from Los Bichos, and that's also at cityslang.com. Everything city slang. Yep. Good deal. And Los Bichos on Instagram, just at Los Bichos. And when does the tour start? When when does it start and when does it wrap up? Which which which, the, which uh, tour? I get it. You're doing well. You're busy. Which no, one? <laughs> the um the US one. So we will be in San Diego. Um, I think we said the 14th, right? Yes, April the 14th is when it kicks off, and then we wrap up in New York on the 2nd of May. Um, all our dates yeah are there on on the um on the instagram like we said before and on the store as well right at the store maybe not at the store but actually go to hello merch anyways and go pick up some some merch but uh there's like a poster and stuff all the dates there all all cool stuff Yeah, yeah absolutely t-shirts and stuff that says was bitches on it it's wicked vinyl cd i think it's it for right now but that's a lot of stuff and you should go buy something. yeah plenty yeah. of stuff absolutely plenty um and are we are we missing anything sarah do we need to promote anything else nah just buy the seven inch buy the seven or inch. like listen pa. to it. it would be nice pa and just have a nice time listening to it. That's all I ask. That's tall order, but okay. Um, Sarah, thank you so much. Um, thank you, I'm going to stop recording this. I'll talk to you in a minute. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. The best.